Good afternoon, Tuscaloosa, Internet World, West Alabama. How are we doing today on this beautiful Wednesday? This is the Joe Gaither Show right here on Bama Central and BamaCentral.com. You're watching us on YouTube, on Facebook, and on Twitter. You're listening to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on Amazon. You could subscribe, rate, and review the show right there on Amazon's Apple Podcasts or on uh, Spotify. We'd love to have you jump in and join the show and subscribe to the show right there. Of course, we're a proud part of the Bama Central Broadcasting Network. We are part. We are partnered along with Blue Collar Unplugged. Uh, the two of us together as a part of the Blue, Bama Central Broadcasting Network. We appreciate everybody who jumped in and watched us. You could follow Bama Central at Bama Central on the at, slash Twitter machine at Bama Central SI on Instagram at Alabama Crimson Tide on Sports Illustrated on Facebook. And of course, follow Blue Collar Unplugged on all the other podcasting platforms I just mentioned. Okay, we've had a, a fun week so far already. Look, Monday was all about the SEC Championship. If you want to go back and listen to that, we broke down the SEC Championship. Alabama Crimson Tide crashes in the college football, the college football playoff. Whew, what a busy, busy, fun weekend it was. Look, I was in Coleman Coliseum on Tuesday. We'll finish the show talking about Alabama's win over Arkansas State. But first, we're going to have a fun Wednesday. Yes, I'm sorry. I took my Tuesday off day. Uh, but we're going to have a fun Wednesday talking to Miles Upchurch. Miles Upchurch is a junior pitcher out of Maryland, and he is committed to the University of Alabama. So you can follow him at Miles underscore U1 on the Twitter slash X machine and on Instagram. Follow him at Miles Upchurch 2025. Oh, actually, I'm sorry. It says uh, uh, that's an old account. Follow him at at underscore Miles 11, excuse me, on the Instagram machine. Miles, how are we doing today, sir? Great to see you. Hey, Joe. How are you doing? Uh, Pretty doing pretty well, man. How is uh, is your Wednesday going? You ready for Christmas? You getting ready for the end of the semester? Yes, sir. Uh, (laughs) Just got out of school here, so I'm just chilling and uh, there's no practice here today. It's really cold outside of Maryland, so I can tell you that. Well, tell us about Odenton, Maryland. Maryland, on the map, it's between Washington, D.C. and Baltimore. So are you a Ravens fan or are you a Commanders fan or neither? Or just tell us a little bit about Odenton, Maryland. You eating crab legs every day? All right, so Odenton's a very, very small city. Um, lots of good baseballs. People in the Northeast, you know, we're really underlooked. I think we we have the best talent. <laughs> Could be biased, but um, I am a Ravens fan. I'm closer to, I'm a little bit closer to Baltimore than I am DC. I go to school in DC though. I go to St. Albans School. Uh, really good baseball team. I love my coach. But yeah, uh, and the, about the crabs. See, I don't know how to eat crabs, and <laughs> and uh, everyone else in Maryland does. So it, it kind of gets a little embarrassing sometimes. But you know, I'll learn one day. Maybe not. Oh, well, you you'll get there one day when the Orioles draft you and make you a Major League Baseball superstar. You'll have to you'll have to learn that at that time. Yes, sir. Absolutely. So so Miles Upchurch, you just uh, committed to the University of Alabama, uh, and you told me uh, that you committed to Alabama over Texas, Texas A and M, Georgia, Tennessee, Wake Forest. You had the who's who coming after you. Uh, I've got you. Look, baseball recruiting is a little bit tough to follow due to just kind of the the, the nature of the beast. But through Perfect yeah. Game and Prep Baseball, a couple of different recruiting websites. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I've got you at six foot four, two hundred fifteen pounds, pitcher, interior, inside, you know, uh, infielder utility guy uh just tell me a little bit about your game and uh let's talk about your recruitment after that tell me about your game and uh where those numbers correct six four two fifteen and right-handed pitcher slash utility guy 
Yes, sir. So, yeah, that's exactly what I am. I'm 6'4", 215. I've been in the weight room a lot, grown a little bit. So <laughs> I'm happy to be that size, you know. Absolutely. And, uh, I definitely say I'm a pitcher first before I am anything else. Uh, I like pitching better than anything else. It's I think it's more fun. I think it's fun controlling and dominating a game. I'd say it, leave it like that. Therefore, I can hit. <laughs> I won't be hitting in college. I won't be hitting in professional, but I can hit in high school. I tell you that. So it's just a – it's just a thing I can have fun with, you know, don't have to take anything too seriously while hitting, but my pitching is something that I really enjoy doing because I'm really good at it. <laughs> and uh, I think the main thing I like to do is just, you know, attack hitters, you know, no matter what the, the count is, just go right after them. And, you know, whatever happens, happens type of mindset. So, yeah, I think that's what <laughs> uh, all the coaching staff, Coach JJ and Coach Vaughn really like. Uh, so, yeah. Absolutely. So prep baseball has you down at 93, 94 miles an hour right now. It's kind of your tip top for, for your fastball. You're still a junior in high school. You still got another year of de development before you come to the college ranks. Uh, is the fastball the go-to or you know, I, I, look, the, uh, is it still a little too early to be uh, slinging the slider? What's kind of your, your pitching mindset? You talk about attacking, uh, attacking the batters uh, when you're at the mound and you're, uh, you're, you got it, you know, O and O count. What's your, uh, what's your thought process? Oh, no, Cal, I'm going fastball right down the middle. <laughs> um, a lot of people don't know this. I've actually learned this from Coach JJ. Uh, fastball down the middle, 94% chance it's good. It's something good's going to happen in the pitcher's favor. So that's what I'm going with. But I throw four pitches, four-seam fastball, change-up, slider, curveball. Um, I'd say my best pitch is my change-up, surprisingly. Nobody, nobody knows that. But, yeah, it's definitely my best pitch. It's my strikeout pitch. Um, hopefully nobody in my conference sees that. And, uh, yeah. Um, so I think that's it. Well, tell me about the life of, uh, of, of, of an elite baseball player, because I'm reading also that you are a football player and basketball player as well, played quarterback at St. Albans and, and played on the basketball team as well. So, uh, it takes a lot to get into college recruiting. Obviously, you know, you, you it, start, it starts at a young age. It starts at a young age. Uh, you got to get on the college radar. So, and so it just kind of goes around like eighth grade, you know, seventh, eighth, ninth grade. Uh, so tell me what it takes, what it's taken for you, uh, maybe a sacrifice or two that you've made in your life to uh, maybe get to these college radars. Obviously, we're happy to have you coming to Tuscaloosa here in two years, but just kind of some of the things that you've had to do in order to get to this place. Well, yeah, um, I think my mom and my dad a lot. Uh, they make probably more sacrifices than I, I ever did. Um, but I think as a young player, like, I think it's like they get a little too caught up in like baseball, baseball, baseball all the time and a little rush, you know, uh, you see everybody committing early and all that. You get a little rushed sometimes. So I think my dad and mom really did a good job of like instilling in me playing multiple sports is definitely the best thing. Like I don't, this fall, I didn't touch a baseball. Like, you know, it's just probably best for me. So things like that, uh, like that sacrifice that like, you know, you want to play so bad, like fall ball, like in Florida, like it's fun. Like you want to play it, but like, you know, it's probably not the best for me right now, but um, uh, recruiting wise, you know, I was in freshman year, Coach Vaughn, Coach Papio, Coach Morrison, even Coach Swope at Maryland right now. They've all came to see me ever since then. And, you know, I just, I just, I mean, it's like a family reunion every time I talk to them. And like, it just flows so well. So 
Um, yeah, it was. It just worked out the best out of any place. Yeah, that, that, that's a perfect transition. Obviously, you're from Odenton, Maryland, right there uh, in between Washington D.C. and and Baltimore. And we all know Rob Vaughn coming coming into his first year here at Alabama from Maryland. Uh, I'm just making assumptions that those recruiting connections kind of came from. I was at Maryland. We were doing some big things there. Now I'm coming to Alabama. Hey, man, this is uh, pretty cool down here as well. Uh, what was that transition like from Rob Vaughn pitching Maryland to now Rob Vaughn pitching Alabama? Honestly, it was it was pretty much the same. Like, <laughs> it was just the same people, new place. Like, uh, we didn't really talk about, like, all the big – fancy things you guys have at Bama because, you know, everybody knows you got you got them. But we didn't have that at UMD. And so, to me, that wasn't really something I was actually, like, looking for when going through my process. I mean, I've been to all these visits. It was all great. I loved all the coaches. But How stressful was <laughs> the visits? How stressful was it being out there and stuff? Oh, my – it was awesome. <laughs> he was eating at five-star restaurants. Like, it's, it's honestly awesome. But uh, the thing that probably – felt best for me with, with Bama was probably the comfort with the coaches. I know I would be led the right way and develop the best way at Bama. So, you know, that's the decision I made. You already told us that Rob Bond has taught you a little bit about the uh, the uh, down-the-middle fastball. Uh, excuse, yeah, Jason Jackson, excuse me, Jason Jackson. Uh, and then some of my questions about Jason Jackson, adding him into that recruiting fold. You were being recruited by Rob Bond and his staff, and then they kind of pivot to Alabama, and they've got Jason Jackson. What about Jason Jackson and what he's added to maybe your recruitment? I mean, I think everything about Jason Jackson, you can kind of look it up and know he's legit. <laughs> um even down there, uh, it was we were. He was taking me back to the airport after my visit. And we we were talking about his son playing flag football. Like he's a family guy, really humble, and he was just a nice guy to talk to. And but he he knows what he's talking about. So uh, I really like Jake's, Jason, uh, Coach Jackson, on that <laughs> aspect of it. What's your thoughts on a camo hat? You know, Alabama's been rocking the camo hats for a, almost a little over a year, almost a year now. Yeah, <laughs> me personally, my favorite. All right, the pinstripes. Yeah, uh, I like the camo though. I like the camo. I think it's it adds something. I think you could uh, add a little camo shirt, camo pants, and also be cool. But I, the camo hat—it's just one step. Maybe a little little future ad. We'll, we'll see if we can work it in by the time you get here. You talk about Alabama being a family atmosphere. Tell me about your family. You've already complimented mom and dad for sacrifices they made. Are you an only child? Do you have a big family, small family? Tell me a little bit about uh, some of what your family dynamic is. Yeah, so uh, my mom, she's from West Virginia, big West Virginia Mountaineer fan. And uh, she played softball, all state, all that. She didn't play in college. She went to go to West Virginia to go cheer. And my dad, he's he he's from this area, but he went to West Virginia to go play football. And he's got some, I don't know, award down there that I have no clue because uh, I just don't know. I'm not from there. So, you know, there's a little, little <laughs> hitch in that stream. But my brother, so it's just me, my mom, my brother, uh, and my dad. And my brother goes to West Virginia there too. But uh, – yeah, I was I was I was a Maryland kid, so so things are a little different with me. But yeah, my dad comes from football. He, that's why I think he encouraged me to play multiple sports. He sees like the, the different advantages you gain from playing multiple sports. But yeah, 
what do you think some of the advantages that you gain for playing quarterback and playing basketball uh, that help you with your future baseball career? I think it keeps like a competitive energy in you. Like you always want to win. Like you don't, you don't like to lose. <laughs> uh, I think that's, that's the main thing, but also like the leadership role that you have to take playing quarterback is something that like, it doesn't just leave with leave you after you're done playing. So I think that's a big, big thing. Like I th I'm a junior this year and I consider myself a leader. I've been playing varsity baseball on this team for three years now. So I think uh, I'm a leader on the team, and and I think a lot of that comes from playing football. So, uh, what's your uh, leadership style? I mean, obviously you, you you're very very talented, so guys look to you to lead them because of your talent. But maybe uh, are you a vocal guy, or are you just kind of a hey, watch what I do and follow me? What's the uh, lead, the mileage up church leadership style? See, I think I'm less vocal. I mean, I want I'm not quiet, but I think I'm more vocal in a way of like, uh let's pay attention here or, you know, like kind of keeping guys on the right track. Uh, but I think it's more like a leader on the field type of thing instead of a leader, like vocally, like I'm not yelling at guys because they're being goofballs. I'm, <laughs> I'm showing them how they're supposed to act. So there's, I think there's different types of ways you can lead and some guys are some way, some guys are other. but I think on my team, there's definitely that enforcer guy. <laughs> and uh, I think he's great to have. Somebody's got to be that guy, so so it's good good for you to to sometimes do that. Uh, you've committed to Alabama over schools like Texas, Texas A and M, Tennessee. Yeah, thank you for doing that. Georgia as well. Uh, so talk to me about like, all right, you're 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 in a, you're in your junior year. You're gonna have a whole another season and a half of play of playing high school baseball. Are you locked into Alabama, or are the recruitment gonna kind of stay open, or is it just we'll kind of see you in Tuscaloosa over the next year and a half, whenever we can see you? What's gonna be kind of where does the where does college recruitment stand for Miles Upchurch? Oh, uh, it's definitely done. <laughs> uh, done. I'm not. You like that. Go tag. Yeah. Uh, I I chose a place where I want to be. I'm fairly set on that place, so I'm just ready to go down there. My, my one of my best friends. <laughs> Uh, it was also from Maryland, just just flipped there too. So, yeah, we should have a good time. Will Ryan. Will Ryan. Well, tell us about him. What, what's going? What's he going to bring to Alabama? So he's a he's a like a lengthy shortstop, about six three, bats on the left side, and he can he can move, he can he can throw, he can field, and uh, he's just an overall good player, uh, good leader. Like I said, he's he's one of those guys that are also quiet, but like leads on the field. So uh, just a funny guy. <laughs> he's really funny. Uh, so he's a good person to be around. Obviously, you don't you ever know uh, you never know how college turn turnover is going to go. But right now, Alton Davis and Riley Quick, both uh, premier pitchers for Alabama. Uh, what do you what do you see out of those guys? And what has maybe uh, have you had any sort of conversations with them? Or what what, 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 do you, what do you think that those guys do really really well that maybe you could take from their game? Um, I met so I didn't meet the other guy, but I met Alton Davis when I was down there, and uh, he was actually my host. So okay, yeah, heck <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Uh, uh, he was a very high energy guy. Uh, I think I like that about his game. You know, he's really high energy. He likes to go out there and dominate and finish those last three outs, uh, which takes a special type of guy to do that. And I think the thing I really took out of him, like, was his like he has like a dog mentality where like he doesn't care who he's playing or where he's at. He's going to go out there and do the job. So I think that was a, my favorite thing to talk to him about. 
We love Alton Davis. We're looking forward to seeing what he will do this year, whether he's going to be the closer again or whether he's going to assume more of a starter. It's going to be kind of interesting to see what Rob Bond or Jason Jackson ends up doing with him this year, but he's highly talented, a lot of fun to watch. A lot of fun to watch. Uh, let's talk about the MLB draft. A lot of times high school players, elite high school players, get drafted. I uh, am not as up on the, kind of the draft prospects of, of, of sorts, but is that on your radar or are you dead set on, I'm going to college, I'm going to go the, at least three years in college, maybe the fourth year, we'll see what happens, and then uh, deal with the draft after college? That's a good question. Um, I, it's on my radar, definitely on my radar. I mean, I have a, I have a goal. <laughs> and my goal sure, anybody that wants to go pro, we want you to as well. Yeah, so it's definitely on my radar. But that being said, I can only control what I can control. So, you know, I mean, I don't see a problem going to college. I don't see a problem with going pro. So, uh, I'm I'm for whatever. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Have you been to Tuscaloosa uh, before you committed, or was it just because of your relationship with Coach Vaughn and Coach Jackson and, and Coach Vaughn's staff that, that that you committed? And, and if if you have been to Tuscaloosa, the next question uh, is, what did you like about the city or the town? Well, I went there on my visit, but I wasn't committed yet on my visit. If that makes sure, sense. Sure, uh, sure. Well, the city itself it surprised me because I haven't been there prior. And it was like very clean. The campus was beautiful, but the best thing, like I gotta say, it's the food. <laughs> the food was amazing. Um, but yeah, uh, I also like the stadium, the baseball stadium. Um, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And I heard it's pretty brand new. So. Yeah, they, I believe what was it? Goodness gracious, uh, Miles! I think it was 2014 when it was finished. Uh, yeah. 2010 when it was finished. Uh, sometime in that range, uh, they they they, they oh, totally overhauled it. Uh, sometime, I think it was 2010, 2014, somewhere in between that four year span. Now I'm making myself out to be a fool, uh, but sometime during that four four year span that it was renovated and it's beautiful now. Yeah, it was nice. <laughs> Well, uh, Miles, what should Alabama fans be looking for uh, over the next year and a half as you are working your way through uh, St. Albans and you're working, you're working your way through through Maryland? How can we support you? Or maybe what are things that you're interested outside of athletics uh, that we can kind of get to know you on? Um, like my hobbies. Uh, I'd say I'm really into golf now. Uh, I like going golf a lot it's with my friends. Video games, you know, gotta gotta stay kid somehow. You gotta be a kid somehow. Holy but, sure. But yeah, I think um, recently I've kind of picked up golf. Like I'm always trying to go top golf or like just on a course. But I'm I'm pretty simple. I mean, baseball, you know, be good. You gotta kind of have to take up most of your time, especially with school. So you can only like too many things. Only so <laughs> only a certain amount. But yeah, I think those are my main two things right now that I'm kind of like yeah. If I wasn't doing baseball, I'd definitely doing these two things. But yeah, I love golf. I'm terrible at it. Uh, I'll take you out to any course around town, but I will hold. I'll be holding you back on your on your speed. You'll probably be like, "Golly, this guy stinks." Yeah, I'm, I'm not good, but I, I like it. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Well, we're still getting to know Coach Rob Vaughn here in, in Tuscaloosa. Do you have any – you've you, you developed a relationship with him for, for a little bit of time. Do you have any 
funny recruiting stories or anything off the wall that he made a like any any meat anything that he might have said on a meal or fun, interesting eating habits that he has or uh, just anything that, that we can get a little peek of the mind of the man that is Rob Vaughn. Uh, you might get mad at me for this. One. <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh, previously, like the recruiting shutdown, I couldn't talk to him a lot. So beforehand, I've talked to him a, a bunch of times, but beforehand, it was always in like kind of group settings with sure. all the other commits. But like most of like my one-on-one time came on that visit. So I'm a, you know, <laughs> it was uh, he had just offered me and. So, like, we're going out, you know, we're about to go visit. Oh, no, we're about to go go to the game where they played Ole Miss. And uh, my dad, he goes, man, Coach Vaughn is really short, isn't he? I was like, Dad, no, no, not really. And then, like, my dad went up to Coach Vaughn. He was like, Coach Vaughn, Miles said you're really short. Coach Vaughn turns around and says, he turns around and says, say that again, your offer's gone. <laughs> he's, like, he's, like, really satirical. And it's, it's kind of just like a funny, like, family <laughs> family type of thing even coach mo coach mo is like a really southern funny guy so can't wait to we've enjoyed getting, getting to know them a little bit over the over over the fall ball season you, you know we were out yeah. there watching them play florida state and auburn and those are those are good times so uh i think that you know what do i know but i think that he really has a, a big time passion i think he's going to take this program you know to that next step forward we're really looking yeah. forward to uh having you be a part of that miles uh make sure everybody who's watching this follows miles up church at miles underscore you one on the twitter slash x machine miles uh let's get you out of here on some uh, real easy stuff what do you think about the college football playoff alabama in the playoff give me some football talk uh give the people what they want what do you think about this alabama football season my man well, a lot of people don't know this, but um, when growing up, I've always been a Maryland and Alabama fan. Uh, my my grandparents are from Alabama, so oh, I was, I'm always I've always rooted for Bama. So here's the thing: uh, Florida State has should have not made it. <laughs> They're not a top four team, and uh, maybe if they had their backup, not the true freshman, but their backup, I you can argue that maybe, or if they blew out, uh, would they play Louisville? Louisville in a championship. No, it was a close game. They didn't blow them out. That's the first reason. <laughs> I'm gonna just keep going down the list. Second reason. Is, second reason is Alabama has the best win in college football. Third reason is if you if you if you put Texas in it, you have to put Alabama in it. Or if and if you don't, you have to leave both of them out. <laughs> That's my only argument. So but I don't think any logical person can really say that Alabama is not a top four team without saying Florida State is 13, though. But who did they really play, you know? So there's that. <laughs> That's my well, take. You at, yeah, you look at LSU or you look at Florida State, their best win is against LSU, which is Alabama's third best win. Uh, the quality yeah. of the SEC reigns supreme again. And let me ask you about that. You're about to step into, look, everybody talks about Alabama and SEC football, but goodness gracious, SEC baseball, man, it's the real deal. You're pumped up to compete weekend in and weekend out against the old Misses and the LSUs and Mississippi States and Arkansas and oh, Texas yeah. and Oklahoma. It's going to be a beast, my guy. Yeah, I mean, look, I think there's dogs everywhere. And uh, I, I've always – so my mom has always told me, like, you know, they put on the pants the same way you do. Like, I'm, I mean, 
<laughs> you can only be so good. And like, you're not, I'm right here. You, you can be right here, but you know, we're really, really not, <laughs> really not the same when, when it comes to mindset. So I, I'd go it against anybody and not be scared. Um, so I'm excited to play there. Um, I know crazy fan bases <laughs> can be nice to play against and uh, I'm excited. Absolutely. Rob Vaughn wouldn't have recruited you if you weren't quality and, and yeah. worthy of playing in the SEC. So I wasn't trying to say that. I was just saying that the competition is going to be high every single week. You get, you know, yeah. you get to the best of the best for sure every single week. Well, my man, I'm really looking forward to uh, following your career, your, 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 the rest of your junior year at, uh, at St. Albans, and then you know, obviously your senior year as well. We're going to keep in touch, hopefully, uh, throughout the rest of your high school career. Uh, what, what, uh, what video game are you playing lately, or, or are you really just counting down the days till NCAA football comes out next summer? I see. I'm excited for that game. <laughs> but I've been playing a lot of, like, MLB The Show, some Madden, and, uh, and you know, a little Fortnite action. Not as much anymore, but, you know, mainly the show. You a Nationals or Orioles guy or somebody else entirely? I'm just both. Like, when it comes to baseball, I just kind of root for the teams around me. But uh, mainly you Orioles. They're in different divisions, so they don't play much. They don't play each other much. Yeah. That's what's up. Mainly Orioles, but, yeah. Orioles have had a long time, a long time waiting for, to, to be to be as good as they were this past year. So oh, yeah. we're definitely excited down here. <laughs> hey, good for them. I got a couple of buddies who are Orioles fans, and they say, "Oh man, they, 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 you know, a couple of years ago they were like we didn't even pay attention to the team, and now they're uh, a lot of fun to watch." Fast, like, the stadium would get like really empty. Like you could hear echoes. Like it was really bad. You know, where's back. your favorite place to watch a game so far? Uh, obviously, you haven't been everywhere, but where's your favorite place to uh, watch a game so far in your in, in your in your baseball watching and enjoying career? I went to San Diego for area code, and I really like the Padre Stadium. <laughs> um, but I did go to the the 2019 World Series when Nationals were in it, and that was electric. So. <laughs> It's a toss-up, but I think I'm going to have to go with the World Series game. <laughs> but, yeah. Understandable, understandable. We'll try to get the yeah. Joe rocking and rolling like that World Series game uh, by the time yeah. you get down here, man. Miles, thank you so much for joining me. And tell everybody where they can follow you or how any, any anything else that you want to promote, anything that they can support you on. And, man, this has been a blast. I hope you have a great rest of your day. And uh, we enjoy it. Roll time, my man. Yeah, thank you. So my Instagram is, I think it's underscore miles11. And my Twitter is Miles underscore U1. So uh, thank you, everybody, for having me. Absolutely. It's Miles Upshurst joining us on a Wednesday. Make sure you follow him at, uh, at Miles underscore U1 on the Twitter machine. And make sure you follow him on the Instagram as well at underscore Miles11. We appreciate him. We're looking forward to it. Class of 2025 pitcher joins us right here on the Joe Gaither Show. Recruited by Rob Vaughn in Maryland. Transitions to the to University of Alabama. And he already knows what's up. Ta talking uh, all kinds of mess to Florida State and supporting the football team. You want to support Miles uh, Miles Upchurch at Miles underscore U1. He's a junior at St. Albans and he's committed to the University of Alabama.
All right, so let's let's close this bad boy out, but let's talk basketball. We haven't talked basketball. We, we were on yesterday. I enjoyed my off day, and I am currently going through my rewatch of the Georgia game. So if you guys are looking for that, things that I noticed, it's going to be on the Bama Central cover tomorrow morning, and I really can't wait for you guys to enjoy that because the Georgia-Alabama game, oh, my gosh, there was so many tactical, schematical things that really Georgia should be ashamed of themselves. And we'll get into that as the program continues. News probably tomorrow after the the uh, things that I noticed drops. It'll be on the cover probably 6 a.m. tomorrow on BamaCentral.com. I'm already halfway through the second half, and Georgia's offense is riddled with patterns, with te- with tendencies, with all kinds of repeat plays. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But. I digress. We're talking basketball. Alabama beats Arkansas State on Monday, what, 89 to 65 in Coleman Coliseum. And all right, it's great. You get back in the winning column from losing from after losing Clemson. And you're really, really happy. A um, couple of different things that I want to hit off the top. Uh, first, I had a tweet that went a little, I don't want to say viral, because, like, you know, you got to get further than where I got to get viral. And, you know, I appreciate the three or four or five listeners that I have. Uh, but, you know, my a tweet got picked up and went a little further. Got a little more attention than I'm used to. We'll say that. Got a little more attention than I'm used to. A tweet from... The media section, sitting in the media section of Coleman Coliseum with two minutes until the national anthem went off, taking a photo of the crowd in Coleman Coliseum. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Look, I'm just going to break the fourth wall here, and I'll tell you, I love Alabama basketball. I like Alabama basketball. I love Alabama basketball more than I like Alabama football. I wish that we at Alabama had 15,000 people in Coleman Coliseum, all 16 home games of the year. I understand that is not realistic. I understand that basketball is never going to be football. It's never going to be the king, and that's fine. That is A-OK. That's why football usually carries this show. And if you want more football, you can go back to Monday's show. We already did some basketball. We did some baseball today. We're going off the cuff today, baseball and basketball. Uh, but look, no. I love Alabama basketball. I want the butts to be in the seats. Look, everybody wants to cry and, uh, you know, bleep and moan about a new arena. Everybody wants to complain about Greg Byrne, build me a new arena. Greg Byrne, what are you doing? Greg Byrne, go go build me, a, get, go, get bricks in the, uh, go get bricks in the mud, you know, break ground on a new arena. Build me a build build me an arena with nine thousand seats, ten thousand seats, and the students close to the floor. Give us a give us a place to enjoy that. No, look, 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 look. If I'm Greg Byrne, I see what happened on Monday night, and I know the reported the reported attendance was nine thousand people. There weren't nine thousand people. There might have been nine thousand tickets bought, uh, but it was not half full. It was not half full, uh, and, and so that was disappointing. That was disappointing uh, to see on Monday. Look, I know it's Arkansas State, and I know it's Monday, and I know people talk about it's dead week, and the students are studying. Here's the deal. Look. I was a student, albeit at some points a good student, at some points a bad student. I will be honest with one another. But here's the deal. You get 16 home basketball games this season. Well, you've had 16. You burned, what, five of them, five of them? So you're down to 11 is what it is. Uh, You're down to 11 home games. If this were football, you had what the seven, uh, yeah, the seven home games this year, six, uh, seven, seven, eight home games this year. You plan for those eight home games a year. You make plans Saturday, November 4th at, you know, LSU's coming to town. We're all not going to do anything. We're not going to aunt so-and-so's birthday party. We're going to Bryant-Denny Stadium. 
We're not going to, you know, the pumpkin patch. We are sitting around on the couch and watching Alabama football. And granted, you might have been sitting on the couch and watching Alabama basketball on Monday. But for the people who cry and moan about, we need a new arena, we need a new arena, show up. Show up to, and, and force their hand. For, for show Greg, look the effort. Oh, it was it was ugly. Now, granted, the, I know Arkansas State not a good not a good team. But aren't we supposed to welcome back uh, former assistant coach Brian Hodgson into the building and give him a rousing thank you for your service as we kick his team's butt? Uh, highly disappointed with the outcome and the and and, and and the people showing up for this basketball team. Look, I know they lost to Clemson. I know that they had lost two out of three. They lost to Ohio State. They lost to Clemson, and they had broken a home unbeaten streak. I know. I get it. It's disappointing. But do you want to support this basketball team, or do you just want to have Twitter fingers and complain about a new arena online? Oh, this basketball program can't get past the Sweet 16. Oh, this basketball program always builds you up to let you down. Oh, this basketball program needs a new arena. Coleman Coliseum's a dump. Do you want to just complain on on Twitter, or do you want to actually support the program and show – look, the tickets were cheap. I looked online. The tickets were dirt cheap. You could have been in there Monday night for $2. And really, look. Yeah, you got the empty arena is one thing. The percentage was not that good. It was probably 40%, 35, yeah, 35%, 45% full on Monday night. But, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You, look, you can make it look more full if you allow everybody to move down closer to the court at some point like you do in the women's game. Uh, but at some point, you've got it like, you know, under 16, under 12 timeout, and the people are kind of settling into their seats. I don't want to move down 10 rows. Uh, I just want to see more butts in the seat. And with Alabama basketball's upcoming schedule, I think it's going to be a little difficult to uh, to uh, to get those butts into the seats. Alabama playing on Saturday in Canada. Obviously, we cannot really talk about the attendance in Canada and be fair than playing at Creighton, at Arizona. Your next opportunity is going to be December 23rd, two days before Christmas at 3 o'clock against Eastern Kentucky. Do you think the, uh, the, uh, the airplane hangar is going to be empty on that afternoon. Yikes, I do. I think that you're going to have a very bad crowd for the Eastern Kentucky game. And that's uh, disappointing to me because let's say you go two out of three. Let's say you you win two out of these next three. Yeah, that would be a feat in my opinion. That would be a feat. But um, you win two out of these next three. You should be coming home to a hero's welcome against that Eastern Kentucky game because you're going to smack Eastern Kentucky. That's right before conference play gets going. You should be coming home to a hero's welcome. Instead, they're going to be coming home to basically an empty arena. And everybody's saying, oh, shoot more mid-range. Get more layups. Ah, You're shooting too many threes. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. So as far as the basketball actually goes on the floor on Monday, it was fine. It was OK. I mean, all right. In the first half, the defense was much better. The first half, you averaged what? 0.74, 0.75 points per possession uh, defensively. Now, here's the thing. You got to take into account Arkansas State is not very good. Arkansas State is rebuilding, obviously, because they just fired Brian Hodgson or just fired a coach to hire Brian Hodgson. New coach, transition, they're not very good. We did Arkansas a favor, Arkansas State, excuse me, a favor by having them into Coleman Coliseum, plain and simple, because we love Brian Hodgson. They're not very good. 
I don't really want to take a whole lot away from this game. He scored 89 points. That's great. Grant Nelson got himself a little dinged up in the leg. That's no good. It says he's going to be okay for Saturday's matchup against Purdue. Uh, look, I don't really want to take anything away from this past week, uh, from Monday night's game. Because, yeah, you won 25 points, 24 and a half points uh, was the was the line. Uh, amazing how that falls for for for, uh, for the gamblers out there. Don't gamble on sports unless you can afford it because, who you will lose. Uh, but, no, we, uh, Alabama, you don't want to take anything away from this Arkansas State game because, look, in the second half, the defense was not as good as the first half. And that second half defense is indicative of the effort that you've had throughout the whole year, in my opinion. And, yeah, you didn't have Nick Pringle. Nick Pringle is serving an in-house suspension. I know apparently he's going to be back for the game on Saturday. Uh, but the Tide, you've got to have – look, I, what we know by now, seven, eight games into the season, what, Alabama six and two? Yeah, uh, eight games into the season. Eight games into the season, we know Alabama's offense is that gum good, is really good. Alabama's offense can shoot the lights out and can shoot with anyone in probably the country. The issue is going to be on the defensive side of the floor. And if you have nights where, oh, my gosh, we cannot get to 89 points, we cannot get to 101, we cannot get to 93 points, we cannot get to 98 points, you have nights where the defense lets you down and the offensive shot doesn't fall, well, I'm sorry. That sounds like a Texas A&M recipe, a Tennessee recipe. That sounds like an Auburn recipe for these conference opponents who will beat you up and slow you down and try to guard you very, very closely and who will know your stuff, know your your sets. Going to have to get improved on the defensive side of the floor Oh, if you're Alabama basketball still. I know you fell out of the top 25, losing to Clemson, and I know beating Arkansas State on Monday is a little bit of a confidence booster. But on Saturday, you're playing Purdue, uh, which is going to be a huge, huge matchup. And, yeah, you are playing in Canada, so it's going to be a bit of a, you know, a bit of a neutral site matchup. But it's a huge one, I, in my opinion. It's a huge one for Alabama uh, for to at least stay competitive. If you lose, all right. If you lose, okay. But you got to stay competitive with uh, the Boilermakers, and you've got to uh, stay out of foul trouble with Zach Eadie, defend him as a team, defend him as a unit. Uh, we will obviously talk about that as we get closer and closer to Saturday. All right, so what are we going to do the, the, the last little bit? I've been just – at my wits end with the college football playoff over the last really two and a half, three days. First off, Alabama getting in, Florida State being out. We talked about it a bit on Monday, but I'm just going to pontificate a little bit more and bore you a little bit more. First, before we do that, we really appreciate Miles Upchurch joining us in this episode. If you missed any of that conversation, you can listen to it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Amazon, or watch it again on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter. We appreciate Miles Upchurch, 2025 Alabama baseball pitcher. You can follow him on Twitter at Miles underscore U1. He's going to be slinging that thing for the Crimson Tide here in just a couple of years. All right, so look, uh, Sunday came and went. All the debate came and went, and I realized that even, you know, the social media debate, oh, Alabama doesn't deserve to be in. Look, Alabama, the SEC champion was always going to be in. The SEC champion was always going to be in. So everybody who's upset, everyone who's uh, unhappy, with Alabama getting into the playoff field, needs to take a step back and realize, are you just unhappy because it's Alabama, or do you actually think they don't deserve it? 
Because here's the deal. If you think they don't deserve it, I question your uh, ability to evaluate college football, specifically with the strength, uh, specifically related to the strength of the SEC over the last 17, 20 years of college football. You've had the you had the SEC participate in 16 of the last 18 national championship games. Now, they didn't win all 16 of them, but at least participated in. 16 of the last 18 national championship games. And that's not even to count the one, two, two national championship games where the SEC played itself. Here's the deal. You want to say they didn't deserve it? You don't know football. You want to say, you know, you want to say, oh, we don't like it, or, you know, we don't like you, or uh, you know, you weren't undefeated. Like, here's the deal. The SEC champion, whether it was Georgia at 13-0 and the number one overall seed, or whether it was Alabama at 12 and 1 at uh the number four overall seed, was always going to get into the college football playoff. Was always gonna get in. Your beef, your Florida State and Texas beef was with. Each other it was with Texas. Your your Florida State didn't get in beef. It's not with Alabama. It's with Texas. Texas, you know, gets in because of the because Alabama gets in. You be Alabama wins. The Texas win looks better. Florida State is left out. And I'm sorry. Look, I'm sorry. There were five schools that earned their way into the college football playoff. There were in Florida State. You did earn a spot, but the deal was. It's an invitational. People have been saying that all along. It's an invitation. It is an invitational. And the invitors didn't think that you could win the invitational because of what's happened with your quarterback position. And I'm sorry. It sucks. It's awful luck. But Alabama, the SEC champion, was always going to be. And you could say, oh, it's ESPN politics. Of course it's ESPN politics. The SEC has proven to be a moneymaker over the last 20 years. Of course the SEC champion is going to be in the college football playoff. You saw, what, 17 million people watched the SEC championship this past weekend? More than any of the other league championships combined? Okay, of course the champion's going to be in. Now. If your champion were an eight and three Alabama, were an eight and four Alabama, that's a little bit different. You can cry and complain about that. But when it's a 12 and one Alabama who just beat the number one team in the country, who is undefeated in conference play, riding an 11 game winning streak, who's beaten LSU, Ole Miss, who's beaten Tennessee, who's beaten, laid them out, knocked them down. And of course, okay, you want to talk about you lost at home to Texas week number two, you still lost, you still had the one. Here's the deal the SEC champion was always getting. In there's always getting in the reserve spot. You're going to have one, you're never gonna have it. Look, have you ever had a, had a playoff without an SEC team in it? It wasn't gonna be the first, and you weren't gonna put George in after losing, uh, after losing on Saturday and really losing wire to wire outside of the outside of the first initial touchdown, losing wire to wire. So, look, everybody complaining, everybody crying, of course. Of course, Florida State got left out because of politics. Florida State got left out because the ACC is disrespected amongst all of the five power conferences. Right now, the ACC is seen as arguably the least powerful. Florida State got disrespected because Mike Norvell is a second and third year head coach. is still early in his tenure at Florida State and not really a dynamic figure. Florida State got, got, got disrespected because their quarterback broke his leg and an unfortunate accident. Florida State got left out because they can't score points against the tech against the Texases, can't score points with the Washingtons, can't can't score points against the Alabamas of the world. And you could say, oh, you don't know that, Joe. Any given Saturday, you don't know that. No, I do know that. 
I do know that because I've seen them play Louisville, who lost to Kentucky, who also lost to Alabama 49-21. And I know the transitive property doesn't really apply apples to apples, but it is still the same fruit. Alabama would kick the crud out of Florida State. So would Texas. So would Washington. I don't know about Michigan because I think Michigan is kind of fraudulent. But we will find out about that going forward. Look, that's going to do it for our program today. I really appreciate Miles Upchurch joining me on the show today. Class of 2025 pitcher out of Maryland talking about his relationship with Rob Vaughn. And, you know, tell us a funny Rob Vaughn story. We really appreciate Miles joining us on the show. You can follow him at Miles underscore U1 and go tell him big old roll tide. Tell him you're excited about him coming to join the Crimson Tide. And, yeah, that's going to do it for our show today. We want to encourage you to subscribe, rate, and review the show at on Amazon, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, whatever your podcast platform of choice is, or you can do it at Bama Central's YouTube channel. You can do that at Joe Gaither 6 on Twitter or Facebook. Go ahead and send me an, a, a friend request and follow all the shows right there. You can do it on Instagram or Snapchat as well. That is the social media hashtag or social media handle for all the social medias at Joe Gaither 6. We're a proud part of the Bama Central Broadcasting Network podcast uh, where we want you to subscribe to Blue Collar Unplugged. Matthew Gibson, Blake Byler, and Matt, and uh, Jacob Pickle, the president. They're going to get you ready for Alabama's trip to Canada to play Purdue. And we'll be back tomorrow with another edition of the Joe Gaither Show right here on Bama Central and BamaCentral.com. <laughs>